Let's go! Who's up next? Good evening, Imperials. My name is Donnie Reese, and welcome back to the Xbox Empire, the weekly Xbox-centric show on the PSVG Podcast Network. Tonight's show, we're going to go through all of the Xbox news and what is probably maybe the best Xbox show, the best Xbox, the best week in Xbox ever? Probably ever? It's in, it's It's been quite quite the fun time. But before we get there, please allow me to take a moment and thank the listeners that go the extra mile, Baugh, to f- support us over at patreon.com slash PSVG. So thank you, Calvo, Barry Cathcart, Josh Borboni, Chris McElfresh, Devin Tyus, Kyle Heyman, Paul Calico, Michael Masick, The Eggshin, Zach Bradshaw, Nick Fallhaber, Rude Days 93, Rob Emanuel, and one Grouchy Surge. Now... We have to kick off the show with a little housekeeping before we get into all the big, big mamma jamma news. And there is lots and lots of big mamma jamma news. But before we get there, please allow me to pull up the tweet because uh, you may notice if you're watching us live and if you're listening to this on Thursday um, that I'm hosting the show tonight and you have yet to hear Kevin's voice. That is because after the show last week, um, Kevin quit. Kevin quit the show. <laughs> Um, so I, I pulled up his tweet. He, he, he did tell me he released a statement. So this comes from Kevin. Since he's not here, I have to, I have the, the task of filling in his words, just letting you all know that I'm stepping away from the empire. Truth is with all the debates and wars bickering about what people can and can't and shouldn't like, I found myself not getting excited for any console. I think the audience and eat the hype both deserve the debate and conversation that someone more energized can perform. So, last week on the show, I went, I, I went hard. I went hard after seeing what PlayStation kind of did after listening to all the many, many things I've listened to um, from uh, PlayStation-centric friends of mine and just people on the internet, just influencers, the general zeitgeist that it is this thing that we love about video games. Not really the people I know. It's more about the influential people that have so much influence over others. Um, I'm not going to apologize for it. <laughs> I had several folks that said that those are their favorite Xbox show that we've done. Everybody was like, we loved it. The reason I'm not going to apologize for it is because I felt it. I believed it. Um, I, I've been really, really excited about everything that Xbox has been doing from Game Pass to cross-gen support to the, to the actual console itself. And all along the way, I have hit tons and tons of resistance of people trying to explain to me that, uh, the thing that I was enjoying wasn't as valuable as the other thing because it didn't have an exclusive game or four or 10 or for whatever criteria it wasn't next gen enough was being held back. Like all these things, what PlayStation did when they announced that they're doing all the, basically all the same things that Xbox is doing is they validated Xbox's path. I felt such validation in being excited about this stuff um, for the first time in a long time. So I was, I was lit and I was very excited about it. And I just wanted to say that. So um, I understand. I, I don't take it personally. Um, Kevin told me it wasn't me, but 
I mean, he quit after the show. <laughs> like, like it's it's kind of hard not to to bring the timing into co- coincidence, and and I'm upset about it because I don't get a chance to podcast with Kevin as much as I want to. And Kevin is my co-host. We've been doing PSVG for five years now. I just want to say for anybody that was paying attention or doesn't visit our Discord, are Kevin and I angry at each other? No. That's not it at all. I bought Kevin an Xbox yesterday. That's not the problem. Kevin and I are just good friends. Um, I've never thought, as I've said a bunch, I don't think Kevin is enthusiastic about the Xbox brand as much as he likes using the Xbox brand. Like to him, it's more of like a utility. He gets access to a bunch of games. It's cost uh, appropriate. It's a valuable thing that he does. But is he enthusiastic about Forza? Is he going to get excited about Gears? No. Um, so... I say all of that to say this. Um, this isn't the first time that I've had to try and replace a co-host. Um, in the past, it's been very difficult to do it, um, especially in a short amount of time. This all happened on Friday. Um, by by Friday night, I had my co-host. And please allow me to introduce the new co-host on the Xbox Empire and the newest member of PSVG, Miss Elaine Stryker. Now, we're going to get into all of your background and stuff here in, in a bit. But I just wanted to say that uh, I put the call out. My my initial response when Kevin said it, to be honest, and, I'm, and I've never been anything but honest. Most people know that be. I'm honest to a fault. <laughs> my initial response when Kevin was saying he wanted to step away was probably just shut the show down. The show had such a rocky start with Nathan, and he never had a permanent co-host. So I joined him, but then he always had time constraints. So we were monthly, but we weren't the same day every month. So we were kind of off and on in, in you know, random weeks and stuff. And it's a shame because Xbox deserves better. They've been doing so many great things. So when Nathan finally said he had to step away, I had the chance to just shut it down. Then I could have just, that would have been easy, right? Just, he's not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. But I didn't want to. We're launching new consoles, and I'm really excited about this stuff. So I said, you know what? I'm going to do it. And I got I got Kevin, um, most notably because we don't get a chance to talk, but also because he's my game share partner, so I know he plays Xbox. So I got him to do this with me, and Kevin did it with me from May. So since May, he's been there the whole time. So give him props um, for, for, for definitely filling in as best as he, I guess he could. Um, but when I had to reach out for a new co-host, right, like I was – I was just like, I'm going to have to find a new person. We're going to have to get used to it. It's going to take a lot of time. I already do the Nintendo Shack every week. I do Strong Style. I do DLC. I already podcast too much. Oh, my God. I don't know if I can do this. And when I put out the message that that might be what I was going to do, the instant response was, don't do that. Um, Overwhelmingly. In the Discord, on Twitter, in private messages. We had people that wrote me from London, from Russia, and, um, and it was, it was really kind of like the, the biggest, uh, the thing that I was most upset about Kevin deciding he wanted to step away from the show was our show was finding traction because we had Ryan McCaffrey on, because we had Randall Thor on, because of Sean Capri's cross promotion and all this stuff. The show feed has exploded. Like the stats are through the roof. People out there are listening to this. They like Xbox. So I was so excited and we were finding traction and it's like, here we go again. We have to reboot everything. So I put out the tweet looking for help. I had all kinds of people write me, folks from Australia, Discord listeners, all kinds of folks. If you want to do it, I'd be happy to do it. And I said my rules are simple. You got to be consistent. I need you here every week. I believe in consistency, and that's the thing that's plagued this show the most. You got to be passionate. I want somebody that likes Xbox. I don't want somebody that comes and just deters Xbox at every step of the way. You got to be all in on PSVG. What we do here is team effort. Everybody has their own shows, but it's a part of a team effort. It's that team that keeps us together. 
And I got a lot of responses. And I got one response from um, Delvin, who reshared my tweet. And yeah, this Which dumped it into my feed, man. Like by the grace of some weird Xbox deity, I don't know, video game de- deity, right? Like right. it shows up in my feed, and I see his retweet because I love Delvin. I've been on his show; he's a great dude. And I'm like, oh, I miss having a podcast. I feel that every summer. I've had podcasts for years, and I visit on the Scarcasm Cast every summer, once a year. And then I spend six months moping because I don't have a podcast, and then I do nothing about it, and then here we are, we do this again. And I replied <laughs> to your tweet. And then like 24 hours later, I got a DM that just said, you're perfect. Yeah. Which made me feel warm in my heart. <laughs> so I get this I get this tweet. Delvin responds to your tweet. You go, hey, I'd be into this. And I have no, I, we've never met. Right. <laughs> I have no idea who you yeah. are. Delvin goes, Donnie, you should pay attention to this. Delvin's on the team. Obviously, that that catches my fancy. So I immediately go to Devin. How do you know this person? I start running background. He goes, she was on my show. Here's the link. I listened to the show. All the time, I am DMing you like, hey, send me samples. Let me see it. No. I listened to Delvin's show for 10 minutes, and I was like, yeah, she's it. <laughs> and for the rest of the day, I had people say, hey, I want to do the show. I was like, we're good. <laughs> what? You, you just tweeted. Like, we're good. <laughs> I accidentally found the right person. Spots filled. <laughs> um, so without further ado, um, if you can't tell, I've been beating around the bush. I've been saving the surprise. Um, without further ado, Elaine, uh, tell us about yourself, a little bit about uh, some of your background and what you like. Why? What made you decide to to respond to the tweet above and beyond just wanting to podcast? Uh, so I'm Elaine. My last name is really Stryker. I realize it sounds like a supervillain last name. My husband it's, gave me the greatest it's spelled gift. spelled like it this. too with the Y. It's a, it's with like, the Y, with the German Y. Yeah. He gave me the best gift when he gave me that last name. I don't need your diamonds. Give me that last name. Because <laughs> I have an Italian-American last name and it's a lot. So this one was like, nah, now I seem like a supervillain, not a hero. So let's be clear. Uh, I'm in my late 30s. I've got a couple of kids and I've played video games since I was somewhere around four years old. So it's been thir- you know three plus decades of video games. I started by beating my father at Duck Hunt uh, and Mario. And I just kind of stepped through. He stopped playing video games with me when I started winning. <laughs> Men don't handle losing well is a, is a lesson I learned at four. So everybody knows. Um, so I kind of stepped through Nintendo generations. And then when I moved out and got my own, you know, college dorm, it was other consoles from there. Right. So I've been playing games since I was a wee kid um, on a tube TV that you had to tune to channel four because we liked four better than three. That was the choice. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, my I'm an engineer by trade. I'm an electrical engineer. So like the nerd runs all the way through. If anyone was wondering, Um it's not, it doesn't just start with video games. I'm not like cool. I'm like a cool nerd. So that's what I've got. <laughs> um, you're going to be the new host. And oh, no. that, was one of the, that was one <laughs> of the things that I was, um, I would say not concerned, but one of the things I was worried about. Obviously, I podcast a lot and I realize that our listeners, especially our fervent listeners, they, they probably hear me talk too much. And it was one of the th- reasons why I wanted Kevin to host the show. He's a great host. And then it lets me just kind of hang back, you know, while I'm doing the notes, while I'm looking at the stream, I'm looking at the chat, um, instead of hosting like I do in the Nintendo shack. So, um, you just, you fit all the bills. Like I said, 10 minutes of listening. I was like, Oh, she is a natural storyteller. She's a natural talker. 
I have no problem. I can absolutely get this. And then I start combing through your profile and I'm seeing his pictures of gaming PCs, pictures yeah. of PlayStation 4s and controllers. Yeah. And I mean, you've got all the things. I was like, yeah, this is going to be a real easy fit. Um, so as the show goes week over week, um, you're going to hear more of Elaine and less of me as the main show host. But we'll be here, same time, same place, every week, Wednesday night. Um, I do apologize if you can hear my voice. I, I've been sick all week. Um, and uh, like... <clears throat> as I almost about to cough, uh, real sick all week. So uh, this is my best face. I took a nice hot shower. I got a vapor rub. Took all the meds. Like I'm like I'm gonna try to keep it together here as best as I can for about an hour and a half before I go crawl back into bed. My Italian grandmother would be like, "Yo, vapor rub will fix it. Put on the bottoms of your feet, then put on some socks. Then it has to go here, and then it has to go here behind each ear. I don't know. She had a system. Um, I'm probably camphor poisoned slightly. It's fine. It's wow. Fine. My my wife brought it. me vapor rub, and I swear to God. It's the first time I've ever used it. Dude, when my children were babies, my grandmother was like, put it on their feet. I'm like, you're not supposed to do that. She's like, "Uh, I did it to your mother and she's fine. I'm like, "Mm." it's real funny because, yeah, I mean, I don't know what my mom did or didn't do, but like, um, I've told my life story on DLC quite a bit. I come from humble beginnings. We didn't have no vapor rub. She brought it to me and I was like, what am I supposed to do with this? And she was like, put it on places. She was like, it's vapor rub. I was like, what and she you should have seen her like her face she was so <laughs> taken back she was like you've never had vapor rubs like i i this is new to me then she wasn't around like half the families i grew up with because the italian american families go pretty hard and like a lot of the other like some of the other like ethnic families in, in our community totally went hard on the vapor rub but wow. it, we don't buy name brand because you don't pay full price for that stuff what are you doing <laughs> What are you doing? I, she did give me name brand, so she she reached for Whoa, top shelf she stuff. She loves you, right? I don't get name brand anything in this house, right? I pay for it. <laughs> All right. Um, so you're excited about joining PSVG? Yeah, I'm so excited I. to have you here. I'm always open to prop up another voice um, from from a female gamer. It's been something that I I wanted to do since we started from the longest part, and I'm so happy we had Caro. She's left the team. We have Rebecca. We have Haley. Now we have you. We may have an all oh, like an all girls cast at one point. I'd be so proud. I could just hang it up. We could just retire. Ladies, like I did it. Ladies, ladies yeah. cast. Oh, we'll just so call good. it ladies night and we'll just talk about you guys the whole ladies time. Night, what? I'm just good. ladies. You DM me on the side. We'll That'd be good. That'd be good. <laughs> um, Bmox wanted to know what are your fondest Xbox memories? Oh man, I have two. I have two good ones. So. Um, like most people, I was not bought in on the original original Xbox because, like, what are you doing, Microsoft? You're you make software, right? So when I got my wisdom teeth taken out, I was like 19 years old, came home from college for a long weekend, got my wisdom teeth taken out, all four of them. And I was like, look, I'm bored. I'm going to roll into the uh, GameStop or whatever it was back then, EB Games. I'm going to pick up this used original Xbox and I'm going to get this copy of Halo because as a kid, I loved Marathon. So I was in on Bungie. I was like, look, they probably didn't screw this up. What's the worst that could happen? It was real cheap at the time. I spent like, two straight days in the den of my parents' house with an Xbox controller glued to my hands going, I don't know what time it is. And I'm on a lot of pain medication, but this video game is good. Like it's (laughs) good. And I remember bringing that box back to college with me and saying to my friends, look, it's the marathon people. And people were like, what? That was playable on Apple computers. We don't know what you're talking about. We're playing Morrowind over here. Get with the program. <laughs> I was like, well, it's got that too. Right, <laughs> so, right. Yeah. And then, you know, Knights of the Old Republic. So that first Xbox was kind of revelatory for me because it was one of those like, oh, maybe they didn't, maybe this isn't so bad. Maybe I shouldn't have prejudged so hard, you know? The other one was the the launch of the 360. Man, that was, that was almost as hellish of a nightmare as this was, uh, getting one of those. 
I got a pre-order at a GameStop by where I was working out in Pennsylvania. But it was delayed. It wasn't going to come at launch. So I was like, cool, I'll go home for Christmas. I get a phone call on Christmas Eve, uh, 9 a.m. GameStop's calling, telling me, we have your console, but if you don't get here by close today, we're selling it to the next person in line. I drove two hours on Christmas Eve, picked up that box, and Quake 4. I didn't make great choice. Okay, look. Look. And I drove two hours home. My mom was super pissed off at me because there were pies to be baked and pasta to deal with. Uh, and then I spent the whole 10 days of Christmas break in my room. Sure. <laughs> you were even yeah. more mad at me trying to like Quake 4. I would have done that in a heartbeat, for that's sure. But I did. Yeah, I didn't even think about it. Yeah, I that's an easy drive. Yeah. No problem. Cool. So those are my go. Those are those, like, they stick in your memory forever. Like, when my kids ask me for video game memories, those are two of the ones that just pop right out. Xbox Empire founder, Emperor Nathan, wants to know, Star Wars or Star Trek? Uh, I have history with both. Um, so I will say both. So when I was a kid, my dad loved Star Trek. So I like Star Trek just fine. But I have these memories of sitting in the kitchen with my father when my mom would work nights watching Star Trek episodes on the little 11 inch TV that like every Italian family has in their kitchen for some reasons, black and white doesn't matter. And so I'm very fond of Star Trek because of those memories. And then I mean, I went to see the prequel Star Wars movies in theater like day one and sure. you know look, I love and you Star loved Wars. it didn't you yeah yeah those maybe aren't as fond of memories now but, it's, but I, I'm not the Star Wars fan so I always kind of tease him he's the biggest Star Wars fan I've ever met but it's so funny that I've learned through PSVG and these other members how the original trilogy uh, is thought of right and there's yeah. documentaries and everybody hates it and everything I was there I was young but I was there I went to see those movies when they came out. And like, I remember the crowd like cheering and applauding. Everybody was so happy to have Star Wars back. Weird. Yeah, it was weird. Like, and then it's after the fact. Right. Like, it's like five years it. later, everybody was like, actually, they suck. And everybody was like, so they do. That's because we rewatched four through six and we're like, no, no, actually, they're not. They're not, they're not, they're not. <laughs> but those were also movies that my dad introduced me to as a kid, four through six. And he was like, in my day, we went and saw these in the theater. So sure. You know, I took I my kids both. too with the new trilogy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I did the same thing because it's a female lead. So for my daughter, true. you know, the the Ghostbusters that everyone kind of hates too. It's just more about having like a female role model for her and showing her that, you know, women can be heroes. Like I think for an eight-year-old girl, that's important. So. Absolutely. I get it. 100%. And it's also, yeah. it's an event. Yeah, it was you fun. Know, it's, it's more Party. than, yeah, because people dress up, they're in costumes, or you know, yeah. people bring lightsabers. Like it's more than just going to the movies. It's more than that. It's better it's, than that. It's a, it's like a mini Comic-Con. It's kind, kind of, of, it's rad. You don't get that with everything. And it was very fun. So. Exactly. All right. So let's get into the Xbox news because um, we've got a lot. It could be a long show. Uh, here's the funny thing. And you know this because you see the notes. I had a whole separate show lined up until Monday. Yeah, so- and then the whole show slowly starts getting deleted. <laughs> like I love, I love, I opened the notes and I was like, I'm going to leave this on my computer all day. I'm going to see how this goes. And I'm sitting here like, mm-hmm. Oh, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. Monday. Xbox, in an astonishing move, shocks the industry, all industry, like corporate industry, the stock market, when they announced that they have entered an agreement to acquire Zenimax Media, the parent holder of Bethesda Softworks and all of their subsidiaries. They're not just... For how much money? $7.5 billion cash. I just want to give a little context. They paid one third that amount for Minecraft. The Cleveland Browns were sold for $1 billion. Cleveland Browns are 
I'm Look, from Cleveland. Not, I know, but you know they're not good. I know, but it's still an <laughs> NFL team. You yeah, could right, have bought right, seven right. Cleveland Browns. It's it's funny because my husband, who is an accountant and who could care less about video games, he walks down from the upstairs when some of this starts to break, and he's like, "Did you hear about this Zenimax thing?" I'm yeah. Like, <laughs> $7.5 billion is a lot of money. I'm like, I did not need the accountant to tell me that information. Like, Boy, 7.5. And, and it was made apparent that it was cash. So I believe, now I did not dive yeah. into the earnings. I believe that it's a lump sum payment. Otherwise, wow. I don't think they would have said it. I think that's why they say it cash. Yeah, it's right. Because like otherwise, they would have said like, they'll pay, you know, a billion this year and they'll pay so many more year over year. But no, I was like, nope, we just own Bethesda today. This is shocking how, news. I wonder how long they've been working on this deal. That's what I want to know because Bethesda did not do an E3 thing even it's virtually true. this year, correct? Yep. So something was going on right before the summer. Well, uh, it's funny because there are a lot of people on Twitter that were attributing this to the Halo delay. And I was like, you guys don't understand how this works. <laughs> Halo wasn't delayed and Microsoft was like, we need to buy somebody. That's not how it works. <laughs> this was in the way. This is too much money for them not to be driving this to their bank. a going, year at least. Oh, yeah, at least. Lawyers, proposals, uh, you know, negotiations. The lawyers are eating this up. Can you imagine what the percentage is on top of that? Oh, Lord. <laughs> $7.5 billion, which I did see, and I'm going to paraphrase because I, I didn't write it down. So I'm, mis I'm probably going to misquote it. And I'm sorry. I did see somebody compared it to PlayStation's, I think, earnings revenue from 2013 to 2018. And their re their revenue was like $8 billion. So PlayStation, or Xbox just spent all of the money that yeah, <laughs> PlayStation here. has earned this generation. I think <laughs> they just spent it on Monday. <laughs> I think some people really do forget that Microsoft is like a services company and they just sit on money. Like they, they make a lot of money. Trillions. And while they're valued at over a trillion dollars. Right. Because everybody and their mother, including my company, buys Office 365 and they use Azure and like they're just, they're liquid. Raking and in they, money. They can just do this. They don't yep. care. They it's don't like, care. Um, it's like, uh, like in those city management games when you have all the rackets yeah, and like yeah. every 15 yeah. minutes more money just keeps dropping into the bank account. Yeah. That's Microsoft. Yeah, they're literally insane. sitting there. They come back from vacation. They're like, where did all this money come from? Like, you know, Scrooge McDuck diving into the vault of gold, right? That's just Phil. He just took his pants off. He's just, just the guy, guys, I got, I need a minute. This <laughs> is, don't worry about it, but this is monumental. Um, again, not, only did they buy Bethesda. So a lot of people you hear you buy Bethesda, they think Todd Howard, you got like, you know, you got Fallout. It's not just the games. They got the studios, they got the games, they own the engine, they own the tech, they own the buildings. These people, yeah. like all of it, they literally just bought the entire company. There's $10,000 line item just for Todd Howard's shiny shoes. So don't worry. Um, <laughs> speak, speaking of those developers, includes Bethesda Softworks. Bethesda Game Studios, ID, Zenimac Online Studios, Arcane, Machine Games, Tango, Shinji Mikami makes yeah. games for Xbox now, <laughs> Alpha Dog, and Roundhouse Studios, bringing the Xbox first-party in-house development teams to 23. That's a lot. Now, we have a lot of questions um, that a lot of people want to hear about, but I want to make one point before we break it all down. A lot has been said about Xbox's lack of system-selling top-flight games from first party this generation. And if you look at their roadmap, which we did last week, we actually did a whole thing. We went through studio by studio what you could expect for the next four years from Xbox. If you add this to that, it goes from 
marginal okay it's got some you know heavy hitters halo forza gears um to insane and if you look back at this generation and you add all of bethesda's releases on top of xbox's releases it looks crazy we're talking like eight nine what you would call triple a games a year yeah for the entire decade like all oh it's it's crazy um so obviously bethesda makes elder scrolls fallout wolfenstein doom dishonor prey quake starfield all of it and um and a lot of people have a lot of questions first and foremost which i think everybody wants to talk about this everybody has an opinion on this does this mean that bethesda games are now exclusive to xbox i mean so Phil commented, Phil Spencer did comment because Bloomberg asked that question because Bloomberg is a business um, publication and that's business, right? Yep. Um, he responded essentially that any exclusivity deals in place right now with P- with PlayStation for the PS5 will remain as such. Yep. Um, so that would be Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo, to my knowledge. Those are the two. Future Bethesda games are going to be on Xbox, PC, and quote, other consoles on a case-by-case basis. There is limited world in which, in my opinion, there is limited world in which Microsoft does not put these games out on the uh, on the PlayStation console and even the Switch because that's there's a history of that happening um, because the install base will be ridiculous and there is no way they sneer at money. Now, they might wait six months. They might give you exclusive content on the Xbox, but it's just they're not stupid enough to lock everyone out. Um. I'll use Minecraft as an example. Minecraft just got a PlayStation VR update this week, uh, you know, on Sony's console. There's no way they say with the install base that PS4 has going into PS5. No, no, we don't like that money. It would have to get very dire for them. And as we just talked about how liquid they are, I don't see that happening personally, you know, maybe, but it would have to get bad. My my initial reaction was similar. Um, for different reasons, though, my initial reaction, like the moment I heard the news, I, I almost tweeted about this, I think within 10 minutes, probably the rest of video game Twitter gave their two cents at first. Yeah. Bethesda's franchises are so beloved to so many players that have played them for so long that to pull them away from a player that wants to play them on the preferred system of their choice where they've always played them doesn't feel like Xbox. It doesn't feel like Phil. Right. It doesn't seem to fit his MO. But I got to tell you. I think I've been walked off off that platform. I've flipped. Everybody that I go to for Xbox info, insider info, business info, everybody that speculates on this that I respect and trust, they all say 100% these are going to be exclusive. I think I think that's an interesting take. Like I see it from a business point of view. I would agree with it, and I'm I'm not an insider, but I would agree with it if Microsoft was in the business of selling hardware. If they needed you to have an Xbox in your house. Good point. I don't think they're in the business of selling hardware. They I could think they're in the less. I think they're in the business of pushing Game Pass. And Correct. Now, this is just an added bonus for your fifteen bucks a month, right? So, like, it's incredible. <laughs> and, and on your PC, you don't have to buy those games on Steam if you don't own their box. So, I don't know that I buy all the way in on them locking out PS5 because I don't think they care how but, many PS5s want those games. But bringing in PS5 doesn't push Game Pass. It, it actually actively stops pushing Game Pass for Maybe. those people. Those are potential customers to win over on Game Pass. Um, I wrote down a couple notes that I thought. The first note that I wrote down, my little handy dandy sick notepad. Oh, you've got real note, like written notes. Is next gen doesn't equal last gen. 
I've heard the money thing, and everybody says, you know, there's 120 million PlayStation 4s. Those are PlayStation 4s. Sure. Elder Scrolls isn't coming out on PlayStation 4. It's coming out on PlayStation 5. You know, like Starfield probably isn't coming out on PlayStation 4. It's coming on PlayStation 5. So that ratio and then that giant amount of people, that's not necessarily true. We don't know that. Xbox right. is likely trying to get back some of their market share. And what a better way to do it. Uh, the, the one criticism that I hear more often than anything, I think every Xbox fan hears it. And uh, quite frankly, if you're like me, you get tired of hearing it. There's no reason for me to own an Xbox. To own an Xbox. Now no, there I, is. <laughs> there's a really there's, big one. <laughs> there's still no reason to own an Xbox. That's true. You don't if have to you own, own an a Xbox. PC that can run Game Pass. 100%. And, that's, and that's, I think, the crux of this conversation, right? Because there are going to be people, and I'm one of those people, who buy a PlayStation to play those exclusive games, yep. right? I want to play Demon Souls. I want to play Miles Morales, period, full stop. Okay, I'm, I'm not the person who's only going to put an Xbox in my house. But those people, I could see them going, well, I get a, such a value out of Game Pass on my PC that maybe instead of buying this game on the PS5 when it comes out for 60 bucks. I'll buy Game Pass, a Game Pass code for three months and play it that way. Yep. And then I get other stuff too. So you still might be able to sell those people into Game Pass that way. So I'm curious to see which route Microsoft takes. Do we take the Sony very traditional console maker route, which is we have these exclusives by our service or box if you want them? Or do they take the, I think we can talk you into Game Pass anyway route? And I... It seems to be where Phil wants to be by I what his interviews vibe with. Yeah. So I'm curious to say if they, like I said, if the market share gets dire, maybe they, they walk it back. But I don't know. I think it's going to be a real interesting. I'll also say, I think it's where Bethesda wants to be. Like they've made a, a big claim oh, yeah. about their independence. They're going to keep publishing like their own publishing arm. I think they want to make their games available to everyone just mm -hmm. because they put that in there. Like, so I, I'm not opposed to doing it by any means. Like if anything, I think I, I actually would support it. Um, yeah. But Especially if those people get to keep their jobs, like they hire people for Bethesda games to do both. Yep. Like they have to develop that code for two different arms. So it would suck for Microsoft to be like only on our systems and then people lost their jobs. That would really bum me out. It would make me very like disappointing. I saw a lot of PlayStation folks being like, I've played Doom for 20 years and now you're telling me I can't. I don't think that um mo really applies because it's not like you can't. Like you said, not bringing it to PlayStation doesn't mean... You're not bringing it to those players. You can play it on your phone. <laughs> you can play it through xCloud. You can play it on your PC. You don't have to buy an Xbox. So in a lot of ways, Xbox is still giving you the ability to play it without buying their console. It's true. It's just a matter of how much you want to pay for it. And if you want a console experience, they have a product for that. Right. Uh, the last point that I, I did see this on Twitter, so this is not my original point, but it is. it, it was a really great thought. Um, publishing those games on PlayStation also is earning PlayStation money because they're going to take a cut of every game sold. That's not necessarily something you want to be doing with your competition, especially when they're snatching up like every exclusive left to right. And I thought it was interesting that the moment that this news came out, and I did tweet about this because I'm a cynical, jaded Xbox fan. <laughs> there was a giant amount of fervor of, well, they put Minecraft on PlayStation, so they're going to put Fallout on PlayStation. And That's I, true. the immediate reaction I had was, had PlayStation bought Bethesda instead of Xbox, would anybody be saying that at all? So remember that place that Sony is a Japanese company, mm -hmm. right? Ultimately at its core with a North American um, arm. But 
and that the rules of engagement for business are very different for Japanese companies. So do I think that they would just lock it into the PlayStation brand? Oh, yeah, 100%. And they would their fans be going, we want to make uh, sure yes. that those people can play it on Doom on Xbox? No, there's they would not. No, they don't. There's a double standard there for sure. sure. And there always is in these conversations. You know what I mean? Like yeah. always a double standard. Like every argument like that always goes that way. Um, but I think Sony would have totally locked it out right away. I think Microsoft has shown a willingness to just make money uh, in non-traditional ways, especially with what they've done with Nintendo. Um, I signed in to my Microsoft account on my Switch to play Minecraft. And Ori. It still blows my mind. And Ori, yeah. you get you get achievements yeah, and on Ori. Ori. That's true. You get like you hidden achievements, like trophies it's, pop. It's wild. Like uh, I, and Nintendo has been very willing to work with them. Sony definitely had to be dragging, dragged, kicking, and screaming. They don't want to. Your precedence is good. So you brought up Minecraft and Minecraft Dungeons. Um, there's also the Outer World and Wasteland, which are Xbox owned studio games that ended mm-hmm. over. Um, I do think though that people that pull from these and Ori, pu- people that pull from these examples. <clears throat> Um, I feel like there's more detail. There's more to read between the lines. Yeah. Um, with Outer Worlds and Wasteland, those were through different publishers, and those were agreed to things already, just like Deathloop. So that was yeah. out of Microsoft's hands. That's why they were published everywhere. Outer Worlds 2 would not be published everywhere else. It would be exclusive. Um, Matt Booty went on record early last year when Ori released. Um, there's a whole article, you can go find it, where he talked about, no, we're, we're in the business now of, of making sure our 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 products, our content is driving people towards game pass and that's where we want to be so i think they've went on record that i think minecraft is such an outlier and i would use elder scrolls online as well i think any free-to-play uh multiplayer centric game it 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 hurts the game to not support on multiple platforms so fallout 76 put it everywhere right you need consistent players that's where the value of the game comes from but any single player game Whereas I go like the next Elder Scrolls, next Fallout Five, whatever. I, 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 at this point, I now think that it's probably exclusive. Now, hmm. because Bethesda wants to support it, maybe, maybe it's only a timed exclusive. Maybe it comes later. Let's play that game. Let's say, because for time capsule purposes, if you could make one prediction about one game, I would say mine is that Elder Scrolls will be a timed exclusive to the Xbox family. That's my prediction. If I end up being wrong, I end up being wrong. But sure. Elder Scrolls 6 is the one that I predict will be like the one that they would hold back because that's the one. Isn't it know? hard to imagine a world where they don't put Skyrim on everything? Uh, like, my toaster. Look, there's this new touchscreen toaster that I keep telling my husband I uh, middle-class white lady want. And... <laughs> I don't need a $300 toaster. But if, if Todd Howard doesn't port um, my Skyrim to that, then I quit. I quit video games. I'm out. <laughs> so, I mean, that's the part of it. It's like it, it almost feels more taboo going out and saying that it's exclusive because it honestly feels it just feels yeah. weird because it's Bethesda. It's like, you sure. know, the tweet that I that I wrote that actually got a little run this week was Xbox bought a second E3 presentation. Yeah, a like, whole one. A good one. Right. The one that's been fun. I've had fun with their <laughs> dumb, cheesy presentation for the... I missed it this year. You usually have uh, like six, seven major shows. You had the platform yeah. providers and you had the third-party providers. You had Square Enix, Ubisoft, EA, and Bethesda. <laughs> they just yeah. bought all of it. <laughs> just like, we have they two shows now. They bought a bunch of nacho cheese over top, too, because that, that Bethesda show is the cheesiest. I love it. Chester Cheetah could give that show. It's great. Man. It's fantastic. Um, um, I think Elder Scrolls is the one. You know why I think that? Because I think that Fallout eroded some of the excitement with 76. 
So I think if you were going to hold only one, it, for me, it would be Elder Scrolls. So it's I, the only thing they haven't eroded out over time. Sure. I, I, I'm not opposed to it by any means. I, I want people to play the games. I've always wanted that. So I do think if, if they do something timed, I think it's got to be longer than six months. I saw I that do. too. I think people were being real optimistic. And I was like, six months doesn't do a whole lot for Game Pass. Now, 18 months? That does a lot for Game Pass. You basically give it the Final Fantasy VII treatment. Oh, and they go like, hey, we have Elder Scrolls. You can like, play it right now if you buy an Xbox, or you can wait 18 months to play it on that system you love. That's just, but see, here's the thing. that maybe The way you say it, though, like with how many times Skyrim has been re-released, I know. maybe 18 Skyrim's- months doesn't matter. Maybe it doesn't matter at all. <laughs> like, Skyrim makes it hard um, when you like look at so it that way. Yeah, think about that. Like 18 months, we were getting new versions of Skyrim. I just bought one like last year. Like, what? <laughs> I can't. That's such a weird thing. I... I really hope. See, I kind of I'll be I'll go on record. I hate this exclusivity nonsense. Like I get I get first party studios. I get that. The timed exclusive stuff makes me ornery because it's like, dude, people who are excited about games should just get to freaking play them. Yeah, Um, I know it's business. I'm a grown up. I understand. That doesn't mean it doesn't make me grumpy. Oh, no, no, I get it. And the the, the, the sad part is PlayStation has been buying them up left and right. Yeah, sure. So if they're going to keep doing it um, at some point, Xbox has to do it. Like, they can't just be everybody's friend the whole time. They you know? started with Ninja Theory. They yeah. locked in Hellblade. And while that seems small, it was them definitely reaching forward and saying, we are willing to do this with games that maybe aren't explosive. This was the first time where they were like, you know what? Here. We want it. We're paying for it. This was the Park Place Monopoly move. You know? I do agree with you. If they were going to do it, Elder Scrolls seems like the one that would give you the mm-hmm. most sales and the most, because there's a business part of it. And there's also like a good PR part of it. Whereas yeah. like Doom, Wolfenstein, those are exclusive. I, I, I don't know. I think Doom is one of those ones where I, I think that's going to be interesting because I believe both Doom Eternal, Dishonored 2, and I think the newest Wolfenstein as well underperformed. So I'm actually okay. super curious what they do, because if you're already underperforming multi-system, do you really want to like shrink those sales numbers more when game budgets are not shrinking? So that's where I think is it's going to be very interesting. Yeah, no, you're right. You're, you're spot on there. Um, it's math, man. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm still kind of shook if you can't tell. Like, yeah, even thinking about this, it was... This was like the news story of the decade. This might be one of the biggest video game news stories ever. I was legitimately <laughs> angry because I was like, you can't, first of all, I had not had enough coffee. I have small children. I'm trying to work. Like I have a job and I'm like muting a conference call trying to absorb this news. But more that like, did you have, you couldn't have put this out the day after the stupid pre-orders went live. Right. Console. Like you're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> Yeah, I was I was very scared when they when it hit. I was like, oh no! I was so I was like, come on! I had to fight so hard for a PS5 with only two with like the prospect of the two exclusives that I wanted to play. And now now, but why? I was so mad. I was so mad. And and these games that they got, um, you're right to point out they're they they haven't like they haven't sold poorly. So you'll hear people say that too. They'll they'll kind of point out and be like, well, it's not Last of Us. It's not whatever. Something else. But it's also not like bad. They still sell multiple right. millions of copies. I use the word underperformed because when they look at the budget for the game and what yeah. they expect to sell, they sold less than that amount. So yeah. they lo- they may not have lost money, but they definitely didn't make what they projected. Xbox will be absolutely happy if it can drive those type of numbers to Game Pass. They'll be oh, through shit. the roof excited. That's what this is all 
about. They've jumped from 10 to 15 million subscribers to Game Pass at $15 a month. They want that number to, I believe they said quadruple. I don't necessarily think they mean on the back of this announcement, but overall, um, they're selling a service. They could care less what box you are using to play. And they added EA. Like that, that gets lost in all of this now. It's like the sports games are there too. Like Game that's Pass actually, is incredible. That's huge. Yeah. There are a lot of people out there who cannot afford to buy a $60 game every month um, and love sports games and want to play them so they can play them with their friends for a fraction of that cost. That's a big deal, bigger than I think people realize. Another thing that I think is really, really great about this news for Xbox, the company, is that they, they bought iconic legendary ip content that they can use they can cross promote you could have machine games make a halo game or a halo spinoff game or a gears game you could do have id do that like you can do all kinds of cross cross promotion cross pollination and eventually i've been thinking for a long time eventually when we get to a console less world because it's going to happen they have content to hold up. Like Game Pass has enough content now in first party alone to make it worth having. Um, again, the people are yeah. like, there's no reason to have an Xbox. Having an Xbox means having Game Pass. And there's a billion reasons now to have Game Pass. Like this is insane news. The moment that this news came out, I started snatching up every deal I could get on Game Pass. Yeah, it's gonna. you're going to find less discount codes now that they don't feel like they have to turn. How many Nintendo online discount codes do you see? How many PlayStation Plus goes on sale from time to time, right? But like they've turned the dial on those pretty tight. And I think that Microsoft is like, get everyone on the service. Yep. Go. I don't care if you put it on discount. Just get them on because once they're on, you'll forget about $15 a month. That's less than I pay for. You're Netflix. not going to want to leave. Why would you want to no, leave? No, it's so good. And yeah. they give you a discount on a game if you love it and want to buy it. I mean, that's an added notable bonus. We've seen so many splash pages of all the studios and all the characters. I and mean, you're talking about Doom Slayer, Wolfenstein, Elder Scrolls, Fallout, Halo, they Forza, can make a Gears. Game now. Oh, make a fighting it's game. Insane. Let's do it. Let's just have the Doom guy fight the Halo guy. Let's go. <laughs> I went. I went like a, a buddy cop, oh, where okay. you have like Master Chief and Doom Slayer and Marcus and they and BJ and they all go out together like a 4v a four player co-op shooter based game there is no dialogue they just cock shotguns over and over <laughs> because none of those dudes cock well it's at just all. lots it's of like, like grunting just lots of sh- grunting just, and mm, shotgun you mm, know, like mm. that's all they do that's it was great. like king of the hill they're just like yep it's like bad boys but without the funny dialogue <laughs> It is like bad boys. That's it's like bad boys oh. without the money. Like, come on. There you go. Oh, well, that's that's that that's that that's one. real good. Um, so what do you think this means for taking our Xbox hat off? What do you think this means for Bethesda games? Like, how do you think? I mean, I think the fit is perfect. I agree. I think this gives them both resources and access to Azure. So the cloud services, like, they have their own cloud platform they built one but mm-hmm. let's just talk about their bethesda launcher is garbage i oh i have it because i have all these launcher i'm looking at my taskbar it's gross um put it on the game pass get rid of the bethesda launcher that's more money and time you don't have to funnel into development of that they get a streamlined experience and near infinite resources to make it go to them they must be like yeah man just let me make my games my way Yep. Which Microsoft is pretty good at, like, not sticking their nose too far in by what I've heard. That's what all the reports say. Everybody, everybody that they've says. adopted seems to love being there. They, they all their green, all their projects get greenlit. Yeah. They get left alone. 
And now they don't have to try to fix their garbage PC launcher. They can just put in Microsoft's slightly less garbage PC app. Um, I don't love Microsoft's app. Look, I'm not. Look, the Game Pass app? It's oh, fine. no. I like it's it. It's fine. It's not good. You know what I mean? Like, it's okay. It's very serviceable. Uh, it's better. I'll take your it. opinion. I hate playing games on PC. That's like this, fair. The sheer I, I idea of it. And I look at my keyboard and I'm like, oh. I'm literally looking. Well, I just have a very expensive Xbox Elite controller connected nice. to my PC. I've solved all these problems. Nice. Um, but Bethesda's launcher is actual trash. So that's, they don't have to fix it anymore. That's, there's always a resources problem, right? Like people are a resource, unfortunately. And I think being able to funnel that talent into building like better multiplayer experiences, um, using Microsoft's backend to make those multiplayer experiences more seamless that there's no not winning here you know like yeah. it's it's hard to see why this would be a bad thing for bethesda at all i mean bringing up Howard, some of their sales performance stuff right you had to think that if if all of that conjecture was true that they couldn't keep on the way they were keeping on like they have a lot of studios it's a lot of right. mouths to feed yeah you know you got to perform and when you're making triple a budgets as we've seen this generation you're one mess away from being axed like you're uh, a think, bad miss away from just getting the axe. I think both the Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo exclusivity deals play to the point that Bethesda needed to lock somebody in. Yeah. They were in a position where they had to probably um, because they'd never really done that before. That wasn't really their gig. So they were probably like, yo, we don't have to worry. We'll just let someone else help us with the budget. Sure. <laughs> Fix it. Yeah. Fix it. Yeah, and, <laughs> you know? and when you're making AAA games, it almost feels safer to have an entity mm -hmm. behind you to let you be a little bit more creative and and free and and less worry. You don't have to yeah. chase my microtransactions and battle royales and whatever the hotness is. You can kind of make your game because, yep. um, you know, especially with Game Pass, because you're not necessarily being held to how many copies did you sell, being held to are our Game Pass folks, one, are they signing up, are they staying, and are they playing? You know, I it's about retention. Game Pass is also interesting, too, because I think, especially for me, it's it's definitely driven me to install and try out more single-player games than I would have in the last couple of months, too. Like, I lose nothing. It's there. And I think a lot of people are like, oh, I'm bored of Fortnite. I'll just install this thing and check it out, you know? And I think that it does drive touches to your game, yep. like, number of people who are seeing it. And I think Bethesda sees that as a big game. And then you get all those people playing about it. It makes noise. And we've seen it. It makes noise on other consoles, other systems. All of a sudden, right. other people start playing. I, I really want to say, and Jeff Grubb kind of wrote about this. This is where I was kind of leading to. I mean, it's kind of a great thing that Microsoft did. Because it could have been somebody else. It could have been EA. Yeah. could have been Activision. could have been Tencent. could have been Tencent. Everybody else that you just listed does not have the liquid income to make this deal. I mean, let's say EA just... surely does not. Let's just right say it now. was Sony. I don't think they have it either. But let's just say it was Sony. Right? Yeah. Um, Xbox completely embraces PC and Bethesda's legacy and PC are huge tied together. Yeah. The fact that Game Pass is there for PC and it gives, it's basically, I mean, Valve could have bought them. That would have been a fit. They don't do that, but they could have. They you could know have. what I mean? Like a lot of people, Epic could have bought them. Yeah. Epic. Epic could have just, just Epic's got money to throw it. Sure. Epic's got money to fight Apple. They can do whatever they want. But who would have given them like, hey, we have a console for your support and we still are going to let you put your games not just on Game Pass for PC, but we're going to let you put them on Steam too. Yeah. Like that's Microsoft. Think, yes, exactly. Because Microsoft is here like we want to sell our service and we want to give people a reason to have it. Yeah. And that's what they bought right there. They bought more reasons that $15 a month is worth it. It was already <sighs> worth it to me. 
But for some people, it might have been teetering and they just bought like, well, if I get Doom and Wolfenstein, you know, and, and an Elder Scrolls game, what if I get free stuff for Elder Scrolls online every month? All right. Why not? I want know? Doom gear and Gears. I want Gears. Gears, gear and Doom. <laughs> and Doom. <laughs> have you seen the stupid Twitch integration with Doom Eternal where you get a unicorn outfit? No. Oh, it's good. It's real stupid. <sighs> Doom Eternal is going to come to Game Pass. It, I, I, they teased that. Today. Yeah. I want doom internals to get like a full xbox series x patch update i want them to go nuts with it like really crank it up doom eternal is the perfect game that i want to like try out when i plug that thing in for the first time all your frames i played it on on xbox one x and it was fine but i've since played it again on pc and i was like oh it was only fine really yeah no the pc version like i have 1080i which is not the newest card but it can hang i get oh that game is so fast and great like and it was good on the X, but who boy, it's better. Oh yeah. So I w- you'd think I would be into PC gaming, but I just I just don't. It's just like I, where I sit and how I play. It's not like what I want yeah. to do. I I do it, but it's not what I want to do. But uh, I was quite amazed with how great I thought it was running. Um, because like all that you were doing, how big how big the world was, how great it looked, yeah. all of the geometry, the platforms, the verticality of the game, the speed of the game, the enemies on screen. I was like, this is. This is nuts. <laughs> like they are, they are making magic over here with this game on a yeah. console. And, and they did a great job on a console. The yeah. only time I, I noticed is because I was like, oh, I want to see how it performs on PC because I'm an idiot. And I was like, ah, it's shiny. Look, <laughs> I make questionable decisions. Also, I grew up playing Doom on a PC. So for p- part of me, it was like, oh, it's it's home for you. Thing. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like, great that I- we have you here uh, on our show now because now we have somebody else that can bring more of that here because Devin's probably in the chat. He's probably just raking over the coals because, yeah, I have no love for the PC. It's, it's not even the PC. It's just Dev. It's just out of sheer spite for Devin. That's all I it is. For a lot of people, though, Doom like lives on the PC. Yeah, it does. You know what I mean? Like for my, I learned how to use DOS on original Doom. Oh God, I'm going to shake my cane and apply my Tiger Ball now. But <laughs> like, in my day, you had to type in a command to run your video games and then came on the big floppies. But so for me, like there's, there's a connection for Doom. Sure. So that's one shooter that I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and Doom is a part of video game history. I was watching the Netflix show. I'm, I'm, I'm quite younger. I didn't grow up with PCs and I didn't grow up with Doom. Um, I don't think I ever played Doom until... 64 maybe <laughs> oh my actually doom 64 is real good so i'm gonna let you have that right that um but like i was watching the netflix uh show about you know video games and like they have a whole episode dedicated to doom xbox now owns a piece of that history yep it can't i'm actually let's go ahead and go to the next question chase wants to know what's the biggest piece of news to you out of the zenimax acquisition is the ip the studios the cloud streaming tech chase to me it is without question the ip ip is extremely powerful. Like I just said, they own a piece of video game history now, like legacy, like Rushmore of games, right. like Mario. <laughs> you know, like the, they yeah. have Doom Slayer. Doom guy and yeah. Mario right next to each other. <laughs> I mean, it's... Somebody inc- draw that for me, please. It's I, incredibly I, important. And, it is. and And Elder Scrolls, like... I have very strong feelings going back to Morrowind with Elder Scrolls, but I own, I think, and I've sat and thought about this a lot of times, I believe that Skyrim is the video game I have purchased the most times across the most number of systems, and I legitimately think it might be up to, like, seven. Wow. It's bananas, right? It's, I remember being pregnant with my second, first child, I don't know, and my husband kept stealing my Xbox to play Skyrim. 
So I handed him an Xbox and a copy of Skyrim after work one day. <laughs> How many copies of Skyrim are in my life, right? So that IP, all of it, is just a behemoth. Like, it's just a giant metal ch- chest, war chest full of good stuff. Yep. So. And Quake, like you brought up, like they have other things they could revive and bring back. And I mean, you add yeah. in Rare and everything else that they've done, like they've got so much stuff. Um, and I know Chase is, um, he's a Stadia guy. He, he loves the Google Stadia stuff. And one of the things that I was talking about when I was excited for Stadia was I thought that Google entering the market, I thought that they would use their money like Xbox did to, uh, to buy their way in. This is a move that I was expecting Google to make because they have all the money. And I'm surprised that they didn't. That's somebody that could have bought Bethesda and people would have hated that. <laughs> that would have felt real gross. Uh, I, the, only, the only counter I will make to that is Google loves starting things and not finishing them. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's the thing everybody Hangouts does. Is, Hangouts is... But just- like, it's just the type of move that if you wanted to acquire market, then go buy something that are, has that market. And uh, Xbox did in droves. And I can't believe this still. I still so can't believe <laughs> every time you look at it, you're like, oh, I just I keep looking at the show notes and going, that didn't happen. I had a fever dream. I was in a pre-order induced fever, right? <laughs> like, that's what happened. Game Pass is now a must have platform if you are a fan of RPGs, Western RPGs and Western shooters. RPGs. Western, yes. Right. And shooters. Yeah. And shooters and tactical games if you play on PC because the Age of Empires series yeah. is definitely holding sure. it down there and Crusader Kings. Like... Look, for 15 bucks a month, this is the one thing about Microsoft I will evangelize. If they, inc- if they, Xbox, I don't care. At this point, if they upped it to 25 bucks a month, I'd still... I'd, <laughs> okay, look, I married an accountant. You can't say things like that out loud. Okay? We'd all pay for it. I, I know, but I don't need to have that marital fight. <laughs> Please, keep my wow. marriage... And here's the thing, like, uh, I'll even admit it, like I did in the Discord, I'm, I'm kind of hit or miss on Bethesda games. I don't do Dishonored, I don't do Fallout. Um, you don't do or you haven't played? I've played Dishonored. It's it was okay. Like, I got, I didn't play the whole thing, but I enjoyed what I was doing. I just, I didn't finish it and moved on to something else. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, Fallout, I just don't like. I've tried to play it. I, I liked Fallout New Vegas, but oh, I didn't finish okay. it either. Hear me out. That could happen again. I know. Because they own and they could, and because of the IP, they could actually give it to somebody else. They could have spinoffs of Fallout. They, they may make a Fallout game that I actually like. They could make a Fallout game that doesn't suck. Look, I played Fallout 76. I'm still <laughs> mad. Okay. I love Fallout. <laughs> somebody asked me, uh, it was a friend who was like, Do you think Todd Howard just hangs it up and takes his money? I'm like, There's no way that man's ego sends him out on Fallout 76. His shoes are too shiny for his ego to let him walk away from Fallout with that trash heap behind him. I think Microsoft's checkbook made sure that didn't happen. Yeah, I think oh, when absolutely. they were talking acquisition, they were like, Todd, why don't you sit down here? We need to uh, have a chat. Yeah. <laughs> Bring your shoes. We'll go, right. We got a shiner. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I love um, that. Shinji Mikami, um, I've basically loved everything he's ever touched. Agree. Um, so so oh, I'm, I'm ecstatic so for him. I love Doom games. I'm not the biggest Doom fan, but I play them all. And Wolfenstein. I love Wolfenstein, the story campaign shooter. I'm there for all of that too. I like Wolfenstein a lot too. I'm, so, I'm. This is exciting, right? It like is. a big, a big name grabbing up a studio that maybe was on the brink of having to do some reshuffling or rethinking, and being able to put it on a service that you pay less for than your Netflix membership. And probably. you already like for us, we already have it. Yeah, this is just yeah. incredible value. They're like, we just doubled the value of that thing you have. <laughs> it's, it's. You're welcome. It still blows my mind that this happened for this amount of money and people are still like video games are for kids and I'm like 7.5. 
billion dollars of cash. Please, please. They're not for children. Cash. <laughs> buy video games. Man. Buy, uh, buy video games. While we're talking about acquisitions, I do want to at least address the rumor. There is a floating rumor on Twitter that uh, Xbox is buying Sega. That's not happening. They actually had to tweet, don't worry, there are no uh, acquisition announcements during TGS. Did- Calm down. <laughs> Sega's fine. They're- after, after seeing this, there is you can never you, you can now 100% say never say never. Because, sure. Right. It would be the only thing they don't really have, which is Japanese RPGs. That's true. Uh, but to buy Sega, you would have to either buy the subsidiary outright from Sammy or buy Sammy. And that's I, I don't think gamers appreciate what a giant move that is. We're talking about a company that has like global headquarters in like Europe and Asia and US and Mexico. <laughs> it's a global brand. It is giant. From now, my husband his is when his like expertise is useful. He's an international tax accountant and mm. literally deals with this for a large international company. And he, I, I talk, I was talking to him about that. And he's like, I don't think you have any idea how many different ways they would have to pay taxes. Like it's literally not worth it. I'm like, and it would yeah. be super hard. Um, one to do it and keep it quiet. It would be super hard to do it. Like if Sega was for sale, I 100% believe Nintendo or Sony, like to sell yeah. to an American company, no less. No, and yeah. to come in there just swinging bags of money around. There's a cultural divide that I think would be a challenge. I'm not saying it's impossible, but it would be a challenge. It'd be hard to work through. I, it just doesn't oh, yeah. seem like a fit. It's, it's, it would be... Uh, Sega has done well for themselves in the position that they are in. They cashed out of the hardware business at the right time and acquired the right studios to keep themselves afloat in a complicated video game space. So yep. I don't see them being like, please take us from some, no, please. They're fine. I there could be it. a partnership. Like, sure. you know, Microsoft could give somebody a bunch of money and said, all of your games are on game pass. Actually, that reminds me. It's another point I wanted to bring up about Bethesda. A lot of people are like, well, you could put it on game pass and then sell it to people on PlayStation. It's a win-win. I don't think you pay seven and a half billion dollars just to put it on Game Pass. Like you could have put Skyrim and other things on Game Pass for a lot less money <laughs> than yeah, seven and a half billion dollars. They could have, they, they definitely, that's why I really just don't think they're ready to cash out of every other console manufacturer yet. I think it's going to depend on the game. And I think the next year or two are going to be very interesting and fun mm. to watch because of this. So. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. <laughs> The last piece of news that I had was this was revealed at the Playism Games Show, a show that was hosted by Jap- uh, Japan's oldest indie publisher, the original Bright Memory, which is the prequel to the Bright Memory uh, Infinite. Infinite? What a that dumb was shown. Talk about the names. Sorry. <laughs> back in May, uh, is coming as an Xbox Series X and S launch title November 10th. And there was a trailer, and you can see it, and it looks uh, quite looks a good. bit like the other one. <laughs> A bright memory, y'all. I you can't really tell the difference between the two. Um, it, it's not real long either, by my understanding. I haven't actually played Bright Memory, so I want to. So why not? I played the beta, but I don't have a con- I don't have a, a PC that can push like 4K and all the frames and stuff. So it was a little bit clunky for me. Just and even outside of just the graphics, the game itself, like the menus and the actions, were a little clunky for me. Um, so I personally am not. PC players showing on this one. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Um, so that was just Monday. <laughs> that was only Monday. I want to know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to cut you at the knees here. I want to know how your pre order of the Xbox Ooh. Series A or B, X or S went. Because like that was Tuesday, right? So we, we get Tuesday. all this Monday, dude. And we all have our conniption fit and we're all excited. And then we all go, oh, no. Now people who might not have wanted one of these might want one. And now we might have to fight. 
um, more so many browser windows. So they Microsoft did this differently than Sony. Microsoft said 8 a.m. Pacific. You mean then just just shooting the gun? So I <laughs> go. When I, say, when I say Microsoft did this differently, I mean Microsoft did something. Did okay? something. Coming <laughs> out and what the my god, the PlayStation thing was a nightmare, and I got one because of sheer luck. Um, but so Microsoft was like, we have a plan. Don't worry about it. We're going to use our Azure cloud services. The website will stay up. It did not. Um, so. 8 a.m. retailers are going to launch. These are our partners. Uh, <laughs> how many browser windows did you have open? At least 10. I had my phone and a bunch on my computer. It was a. Did you get one? I know the answer, but I'm asking for the listeners. I got three. <laughs> of which ones? Are they all X's? I got two X's and an S. Um, first thing I want to say is, boy, the week that I've had. I've had a great week. It was so funny. Kevin's like, I quit the band. And then, like, from that moment forward, an amazing ride happened. <laughs> Kevin got off the train, and the train went down the track. You're like, hey, for sure, be no big deal. Here's the notes. And then Monday happened, and I'm like, oh, no. I'm going to stretch. I'm going to need, like, uh, I'm going to need to get my cane. I'm going to need to lay out, like, my rolly bot, my foam roller. This is going to be a thing. Do you even know why, like, why this is even, like, super funny? Kevin? Huge Bethesda guy. Oh, no. <laughs> He loves Fallout. He loves Fallout 76. I just, it's just. He, like, he quits the show. He's like, I'm not passionate about Xbox. Xbox buys. <laughs> like, one of his favorite I, I was not ready. I agreed to do this. And then all this happened. I'm like, what have I done to myself? What uh, have I done? Uh, my, my gray hair is like, it's already there because I have two children, but uh, it's kicking. So you, you bought three Xboxes. I, did. I imagine. Not all three of those Xboxes are for yourself, unless you're a monster. They're not. No, no. Um, so I, I stayed up the night before until three, just just in case. I was like, <laughs> maybe. Well, it was because Sony made us have PTSD, right? Oh, like, I was stressed. Everything leaks early. Like, I, I was sure. I was like, somebody's going to go. Somebody's going to have it up for a little bit of time. You know, somebody's going to have it up. I was shocked by that. That everybody played ball. So Microsoft must have said, look at here. I will find you. You won't get stuck. Yep. Will- so then first thing Tuesday, we start seeing reports, or maybe it was Monday, that GameStop's only getting a Handfuls. dozen. Because oh, GameStop sucks. The most what? that I saw, I actually did see one store in Texas that got 33 X's. It's the only store in Houston, maybe. I don't but, know. Is but it the most only one? people were like five, six, nine, yeah, four. Yeah, I think in Jersey, because we're a dense state, I saw, I called my guy and said, hey, how many did you get? He's like, oh, I got like a dozen across That's, both. Yeah, so like okay. 10 and two, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so I had I had 10 sites open. Um, I had Target, Walmart, Amazon, Best Buy, and Microsoft. And yeah, um, that was me too. I was going to go to Microsoft. I had a page open for each model. Same. I was like, I'm going to go with Microsoft first because I, because I stayed up till three in the morning. I was seeing what happened in Australia, what happened in Europe. Okay. And they were crashing immediately. Like Australia sold out. We have an Australian listener. <laughs> he was <Got> like, one. <laughs> yeah, but he's like, they sold out. In like four minutes, they were gone. <laughs> I didn't need that stress. I'm reading all this stuff, and I'm like, I was not stressed about buying one of these consoles. I had such a mature attitude. If I don't get one, I'll buy one in a couple weeks, and now I'm sweating at my desk uh, like I need a second round of deodorant today. Sunday, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, everybody's going to buy PlayStations. Nobody likes Xbox. I'm going to be fine. I was not worried until right? Monday. Happened. And then Monday, happened, I'm like, I'm never going to get one. <laughs> I was like... Now I want it twice as much because I know it's going to be hard to get because this is the American consumer in me who's like, but now I have to have it. They had everybody down to the minute. Um, the clock strikes yeah. at 11. We immediately start F5-ing everything. And 
Microsoft site burns to the ground and just crashes. Dude, everybody apparently is just as smart as we think we are. Yeah. Oh, Microsoft has Azure cloud services. They'll keep their site up. <sighs> yeah. So they were gone. <laughs> I I jumped from Microsoft and I went to Target. Me too. Target, I put the uh, the box in the cart but couldn't check out, which I've heard from many people was common. But then I switched to my mobile app and it checked me. You right checked out. out, no problem. Yeah. So I kept working. Um, Walmart, I clicked right through with Walmart, but I have a Walmart credit card and an account and I use it often. Uh, so that's my Target situation. So I that's probably why. Just clicked right in. I'm in and out, and I was like, "Good, I've got one. That's one. That's an X. That's mine." But. I want to make sure that I have it and I want to give myself the best chance to have it on launch day. So I'm going to get another one. And the way that I was looking at was whoever gets here first wins. <laughs> Whichever retailer gets here first wins, the other one yeah. I'll return or I'll send it to a friend. Um, so Amazon held back and so did Best Buy. Amazon so, didn't go live for like, what, like 30 minutes after? So I went for a walk with my kids because, you know, my kids were homeschooling this year. So they're here with me. So I said, just give me until after this stress ball and then we'll go for our, our daily like mile walk. So we, we go to walk. It's like 1130 at this point. And I'm walking and I see a tweet notification pop up from Wario64. Like, if you don't know, follow him if you need to find something on the Internet. True. Um, and it's like Amazon has him. And I'm like, OK, sure. So I click through, add to the cart. And I'm like, why not? And I click checkout and it just goes. And I'm like, that feels like a trap. <laughs> that was too easy. I sweated for 45 or half an hour, and that was took me four seconds. I'm the same way. I have I had TweetDeck up, and I have a feed just for him. I yeah. saw the tweet pop the moment it popped up. So I, I must have clicked into the Amazon ad three seconds after it went live. Same. You and, and I, I are was, probably the same one. <laughs> I was right through, and I was like, that's two. Kevin messages you know, like, and the fun thing for, for our listeners that don't visit our Discord, I was keeping track of everybody that wanted one that needed one. We had our tags flying. We kept sending everybody else links. I was actually keeping a tally of how many of our listeners, friends on discord had them. We had 24 people find an Xbox console or more. Yeah. Those 24 people probably bought 40 consoles. Most people bought like, like coach Mo bought three or four. I bought three, several I people got, bought more than one. Yeah, I got two just cause I'm going to, I'm going to cancel whichever one looks the least like it'll happen. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I can't, yeah. I'm not going to drop a grand on Xboxes. I'll do stupider things like buy a 3080, whatever. So Kevin wanted the S and oh, that was harder to find by the way that I understand how this went down. So I went back to target cause I think they went, they were one of the first ones that were live and up for the S that I saw. Mm-hmm. I added to the cart, couldn't check out, add to the cart, couldn't check out. I kept doing it. I just kept doing it. I wasn't doing anything else. I already had my S. I already had my X consoles. So I kept doing it for about 15 minutes. I kept doing it. And then I got to the payment screen and oh. I had to confirm my card. I, you should see me. I wish I had my wallet. Actually, I, I plan to. I have one of those wallets. That's like a band. Oh, you have the front pocket dude wallet. Yeah. Like the yeah. new techie cool wallet. wallet. Yeah, so it's hard to-, to get the exact card you're wanting. And dude, you should. I just went and like they went everywhere. I was like, (laughs) so what I actually did because this is how neurotic I am. So all these listeners can learn about how it like borderline. Well, I'm very Type A. I'm an engineer. I had all my cards for all the retailers because I have a Best Buy card and I have a Target card flipped over so the security code, the three digit code, was showing. So if I needed to confirm one of them, I could just type it in. They were in a line. My kids think I'm a nut job. (laughs) (laughs) So I I, cards go everywhere. I type it in. I get there. I fill up my shipping, I hit go, I hit confirm, car's empty. 
I do it again, cart's empty. I do it again, cart's empty. Do it again, cart's empty. I'm like, Kev, I, it's just not working, man. I I can't. I start going every other shop. I start looking around. He's like, I can't get it either. Amazon hasn't done it. Ten minutes go by. Best Buy decides to finally ship some con- sense, sell some consoles. No. The craziest thing happened. I got an email from Target like, here's your order. <laughs> I never saw the end screen. I never saw the confirmation, but apparently one of them got through. <laughs> That's hilarious. Like it was it was even with a plan. Okay. And Microsoft's near infinite resources. It was still an S show, dude. It was, oh, just, it was it, it, This was the most stressful purchase I have made. And I own a house that I signed <laughs> my name for multiple times in many years. And I'm getting too old for this mm. <laughs> just yeah. want to buy a hardware <laughs> there were there were lots of people on twitter that were talking about it, you know like and, and you have the fanboys that are trying to decide who did it better and all that but that's not really yeah. the point that's the issue is um i think a soft estimate there's about 300 million people that really love console gaming it's really like in all serious it's kind of a low number compared to like pc players but that's about it and in this past generation at least 200 million of those consoles are sold. And yeah. there's even an overlap in that 200 million where there's probably tens of millions that have multiple, right? So you think it's- about that. You have <laughs> 200 million people that are trying to order the same product. Even if both companies made 10 million for day one, and we know they didn't, that's no. too many. There's still 100 million people out there that didn't get one, that probably wanted one, you know? It's... I think that it's not helped by the fact that because we now live in a largely like a global pandemic, yeah, a much more like the last console sold many years ago, right? Before go on the online retailer thing was huge, huge, huge. I pre-ordered both the Xbox One and the PlayStation Four during their E three announcements with no fanfare from Amazon, no problem, right? No big deal. I stayed up till eleven o'clock and it was done. We're in a different situation now, right? It's been. A number of years, everybody's buying online. A pandemic means people aren't waiting outside of stores. Um, Gaming has exploded are. year over and year. It's bigger and bigger. Microsoft just paid seven point five billion dollars to acquire a bunch of IP, and that sounds right? like a really good deal. Actually, it didn't sound like that's a crazy that's, number. That's uh, a testament to how much money is in video games and how many people play. Like my mom is like, I should buy a console for when your kids come. I'm like, please don't do it. What are you doing? They own switches, um, but. So many people are buying video games, yep. right? So it's just, and look, it's a pandemic. We got nowhere else to go. Like, mm-hmm. where are we going to go? I was really surprised they sold out as quickly as they did, though, with a $500 price tag during a financial recession. Like, I'm, I'm surprised. I was actually surprised that the orders were open and available for as long as they were, because I, yeah, Europe yeah. and Australia didn't get that chance. I was terrified. After like the London opened, they were up and down completely in tw- like 20 minutes. I was like, yeah. oh, no. There's a lot more <laughs> density, though, than the United States has. Sure. Like, And I think that's part of it. They probably allocated less. They're like, well, we're going to go with Japan. Well, not Microsoft. Microsoft's like, look, all of our money is going to North America. Right, right. <laughs> Where we moved the most time, but right? it was hard. You had to work for it. It was a mess. But It was a mess. But, but the it. numbers, the numbers tell the tale. Like there are a lot of people that I know, devout PlayStation Five owners, don't have PlayStation Fives, didn't have a chance. Everybody that's in our Discord that likes Xbox that listens to the show, everybody got a console. I don't know one friend of mine that actually plays Xbox that wanted an Xbox that tried to get an Xbox that didn't get one. 
Every I one believe I know also has gotten one. And I've seen a trickle of Xbox consoles come back into pre-order. They happened um, today. I saw pops today. Yeah, I saw some today. I saw some, you know, late yesterday. So, you know, I think it's interesting. I think Microsoft really wanted this to go well. Yeah. I think after the announcement and walk back and all the stuff around the Xbox One, they needed this to go well for their like satisfaction, not necessarily for money, but for their like to be able to say we're still playing in this market. They needed the juice. They got they the juice. They go. got back in. They were ready to go. They're and like, this you know is what? like the most fun that it's been being an Xbox fan in many, many years. I would go so far as to say that it is the most fun I've had being a fan of video games in, in a decade. Wow. So like, that's, that's big news. Video games and um there's a period honestly, of time where our xbox chat was barren for days at a time and it has been booming it has been every, lit all week like if you're if you leave disco for two hours you've missed it people got because like i got <laughs> and i'm like i can't leave you for a second i love you um yep. i think november is gonna be bananas because these two consoles are gonna show up two days from each other and my children are going to take them over we still don't even know like what games are they gonna be <laughs> i'm gonna have a bunch of games i should have played on my xbox one x that i'm gonna play forward now that's what's sure. gonna happen yep i mean faster still looking that's- for those memory cards oh those are gonna be expensive and you know they're gonna be expensive yeah, yeah and they look even more more expensive even i thought 250 they're so small they're tiny it makes me glad I grabbed an X because it's got more internal space. Yeah. I can ride it out a little longer. It's worth the money. It was so funny. I had somebody DM me earlier and they were like, 200 was my limit. And I was like, well, I'm not going to take a stand and tell you that I had a limit because I know myself and I'm going to buy one. <laughs> I'm going to get one no matter what. Something like that I can wait on. You know, like that's the, that, the price of that kind of memory will come down. As I they, may not you know. like it. You're gonna do it. You're gonna growl about it. But I'm gonna you know? do it. I'm that. But I'm that buffet gamer, as Dev would put it. Like I like having lots of things available because I I just hot swap constantly from games. So yeah. uh, that's the news. Uh, that's that's the news this week. Pre-orders and like you said, an amazing week. Um, it's exhausting. Tired. It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. I, I need to take a knee already. I'm. <laughs> My wife hated it because I, I I stayed up till three. I'm sick. I stayed up till three. I woke up at seven. <laughs> I'm sitting oh down here in like sweats and like a blanket <laughs> yeah. and I'm just like sitting there tapping my computer. She's like, what are you doing? I was like, you don't understand. Like we've got to do it or I'll never get one. It'll be next year before we get one. And I, I, do, uh, I do think that's true. I, I think if you didn't get one this period, I don't think the chances for you getting one launch day are are high. No, I think it's going to be a lot like the Switch. This is going to feel a lot like the Switch did for a couple weeks after, where they'll come in stock, they'll go out of stock immediately. And the Switch was exactly like this, and uh, I think we're going to see the same thing again. Yeah. Um, and also, like they're just they're kind of hamstrung on what they can manufacture and ship right now. Too. Well, it's too close to Black Friday. Oh, for and f- we're I- too close to launch. Yes, we're close to launch. Uh, and they can't manufacture as quickly as they normally could because they can't pack as many people together to do that. So yep. there's a consideration there. So yes, I wanted one and I did the thing where I got one and then jumped up and screamed really loud. And then my husband came downstairs and pokes his head down. And he's like, you get one? I'm like, yeah. He's like, okay, cool. I can stop stressing out for you. <laughs> Very cute. I, yeah, I saw him. a lot of people on Twitter and they're like, ah, oh, we'll get restocks next month. And I'm like, I don't. Like, we're like 48 days away from launch. Like, it's a lot closer than you think. November sounds far, but we're almost in October. Like, it'll be here in no time. We are really close. 
Yeah, it's October next week. Just think about that, kids. It's yeah. spooky. Ooh, it's gonna yeah. be good times. I'm all about it. I can't, I can't wait to start doing my Halloween decorations. Okay. Uh, let's close out the show with our Xbox One question. And because we had a new host, I, I took as many questions as we got. So first question comes from Seth. And he says, if you received the Series X today and you got to do early previews like all of the cool kids, I've known Jeff Grubbs had one all weekend. How would you spend your first hour with it? Turn it on. Listen to the noise. Turn it off. <laughs> Scream. Turn it on. Listen to the noise. Turn it off. Scream. No, I'm just kidding. I would probably um, do the thing where I grabbed the game that had the longest, most frustrating load times and so- see what it could do. Mm. I want to know, know what you can. how fast can you bring this game to play. And then I would put the whole system in suspend and see how quickly I could be playing. And that would be like the novelty for the first hour. Just keep going back and forth. Just like, yeah, look how fast I can do this. Because you can suspend multiple games now. Yeah. I would be like, now I'm playing Doom. And then I would call my husband down and make him watch. Yeah. And would roll his eyes at me and then he would leave and then i would call both my children down and make them watch and then they would roll their eyes and go play fortnite so no. that'd be my hour <laughs> the answer should be cyberpunk but it won't be there day one we'll have to wait a few days so um it's probably gonna be gears i've been on a gears kick and all the improvements and everything that they're doing like i kind of want to do that maybe watchdogs but i'm not a big watchdog so i've never gotten into it so i think i'm gonna probably boot up some old stuff like i want to see like what does forza look like yeah, on I yeah. Like, and I bought a new TV to do 120 frames. And when the Dolby Vision updates, it's going to do that too. So I bought an entire TV built around this console. So I absolutely want to put it on, put it on display, and I want to see it. Like, show me what you can do. I think if I had to pick one game, I think, is Assassin's Creed launch day? I think it is. It is. I'm very into Vikings right now. I'm watching that show. And yeah. any, look, I uh, Ubisoft has problems. That's a different conversation for a different show, especially as a woman. All right. But, um, rad murder viking lady let's go yeah. i want to play that let's go i'm trying to hold off on that one just because i know the cyberpunk comes it's like it makes no sense for me to buy assassin's creed if i'm just gonna start playing cyberpunk seven days later but i'm not even gonna lie i might just to do it <laughs> here here's the thing i can also be a murder lady in, in cyberpunk but um cyberpunk for me is coming up against my favorite game of all time, which is Witcher 3. It's it's in that top three. So for me, there's so much expectation that I'm almost afraid to pick up and play that almost, game. Oh, it makes like, sense. Give it some air to breathe. Remind myself to come down off the ledge that it's not the same game. And then play the murder biking lady for a little while. <laughs> and then I'll come around on Cyberpunk. I'll play and I will love it. But it I'm and excited. I have to have a heartfelt conversation about how there's no Geralt or Siri, and I'm very upset. So... <laughs> Uh, the Elusive Man wants to know, what's your favorite gaming snack? Um, and he says, uh, keeping it on brand. Who got a pre-order? We already answered that one. And what's the first game you're looking forward to playing next gen? And that's the same thing. We already answered it. But his is Ori and the Will of the Wisps. I'm interested in knowing if that update comes out day one or not. Or if it'll be I later. hope so. That's a good game that more people should play. My game Fine. of the year. Ooh, I uh, I loved it enough that I went to IM8 Bit and bought the vinyl soundtrack for both. Because Ooh. I am loved both Ori games. The first one made me cry because, look, I have emotions. Okay. But um, I... First I, one well, made me cry too. <laughs> first one gets you first one gets you hard. Like that 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 opening? Oh, that opening rips my heart right out. <laughs> so, um, I cried in front of my 10-year-old son and he goes, it's okay, mom. We all cry sometimes. Nice. It, uh, uh, yeah, we did talk about the pre-order thing. Like the snack thing? Alright, look. I, I buy the bags of Takis the Fuego flavor. There's only one flavor. 
I realized that those are hot Cheeto dust nightmares, What's, right? What, what the hell is a Taki? It's like a tortilla chip that's been rolled and then just coated in spicy citric acid dust. Oh, okay. Salt. And I love them. And they're like Cheetos where they make your hands turn like bright red. So I eat them with chopsticks so I don't mess up my controller. <laughs> I pay as hell. That's, that's next level favorite. gamer. No, yeah. yeah I have a set of chopsticks that have Totoro on them. Uh, and I eat them while I play games. And my children tease me about it. But they're my favorite. It's exciting. My favorite snack are Mike and Ike's or oh, jelly like beans. Me. Specific flavors of jelly beans. I like the sour um, um, jelly bellies, and then I like the Starburst uh, okay. jelly beans. I go nuts for those, or Mike and Ike's, either the sour kind or the regular kind, either one. Um, I like but sour. I'm a candy. I like candy. I um, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to get hate mail. Get ready, kids. I like black licorice. Oh, I know. I am the one percent. It's the worst. Me. Let's go. Next, I you're going to tell me that you're going to lay your console sideways like that picture I retweeted. Those people, like little mini fridges when they're standing up. People are monsters. How? Well, why would you do that? It's got the now stupid. It. It's got the Look, disc on the side of it that sticks out. Now I'm going to lay it down and take a picture of it just to bother you because I'm a woman and we're spiteful it's and a, that's a stereotype, but it's very true. Mon- it should be illegal. That's what it should be. Oh yeah, I'm going to do it. Uh, should have like a people should riot for that. Like what the hell? I was so uh, upset and they just stuck it in there. What, how does that even work? The exhaust is blowing in the cabinet. It's like, get it out of there. I take a picture of my consoles on their sides with good and plenty stacked on top of them. Just for you. <laughs> and I'm, <laughs> I will show you the whole way. I Black jelly beans and good and plenty. Let's go. Oh. <laughs> Ryan's in the chat. He's talking about him turning it sideways. That's, you uh, should- see, I want day one Xbox sideways pictures to be sent to Donnie's <sighs> account. Um, Why would you, you do this to me? Like, Look, look, I I, just, I brought it up earlier. Don Matrick once said, if you don't want to play online, we have a console for you. If you want to put your console sideways, Xbox has a console for you. I got a better idea. I'm going to build a shelf for it out of the good and plenty boxes. <laughs> you oh, realize when, when you put the Series X sideways, the logo uh-huh. is sideways. Uh-huh. Like it's disoriented. I read that you can turn the logos. Oh, can you? Damn. I think so. PlayStation 1, you can turn. Because so I was thinking, thought- I was like, they even structurally designed it for you to stand it up. Like they built it into it. It's a cube. It's basically the marker from dead space. They structurally designed it to take over <laughs> your brain. All right. Look, you could fit a six pack of cans in that thing, dude. Just put it wherever you can find space. It's going to overheat. You can't put it in a cabinet like that. Um, a giant man. fan. No, I'm actually probably going to stand it up because it's the only place I have space for that monstrosity. That's what they're we're both, talking about. They're both big, uh, but I will lay it down on its side on a stack of good and plenty just for you one day. Now, one. if you get a PlayStation 5, right, you put it on the floor and then you put your TV on top of it. It is the TV stand. That's funny because it looks like my TV stand. It's 15 <laughs> inches long, by the way. It's There's an obvious joke in there. We're not doing that today, but I don't actually know where to put it because it's bigger than some of the arcade sticks I own. That is, in fact, what she said. I am she. So <laughs> I, I don't know what to do. I am, I am going to build a sec- second entertainment cabinet just for these two things. <sighs> yeah, I, I did the um, the Ross gif from Friends where he was trying to move the, the, the couch. Pivot! It's one of my favorite skits of all time. And I uh, will probably be screaming that in the basement while trying to figure out where to put these consoles. Yeah. And my husband come down and do the Chandler bit where he just goes, shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> it's my marriage. 
Okay, that is going to do it for us this week over here in the Xbox Empire. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoy our new host and new team member. Make sure you follow her at ET Dragon. Yeah, over on Twitter. She's in the Discord. (laughs) If you haven't, if you're not in the Discord, you're missing out. I keep telling everybody psvg.blog slash Discord will get you an automatic invite. Um, She's been over there all week long. So our Discord folks already know they knew the surprise ahead of time. I will gif at you in the Discord. Come hang out. We can talk about how much we like a black licorice and bother Donnie by laying all of our consoles on their sides. Come troll him with me. <laughs> now I'm now regretting this decision. I can't. <laughs> I can't believe it. <laughs> um, but that's it, guys. An amazing week in Xbox. Think about it. A month ago, they delayed Halo. It was a meme. Everybody was making fun of it. Everybody's Xbox is dead. And in two days... They completely flipped the script and so many more people are excited about the brand and the product and the service that is Xbox. Like you said, it doesn't have to be a console. If you like consoles, they got an awesome one. It could be PC, it could be your phone, whatever. Um, but earth shattering news. Like we could go 50 years in video games and not have news like somebody acquiring Bethesda. Like you imagine if somebody tried to acquire Ubisoft or EA or Activision. I mean, this is huge. So. It was just a blast. And uh, I'm sorry I'm not my normal peppy stuff. I am sick and uh, I'm trying to get through all this, but I was, I had a, a blast. This was just, great. It was great. And I was telling Devin privately, um, I love this stuff like way too much. Like the stuff that we did, like everybody kept coming in, like, hey, I got one. And it was like, that's six. I got another one. That's eight. I got another one. That's 10. And we, we, we all kept, it was very, it was a communal effort. And it was very group-based, and it was just a lot of fun to share that enthusiasm with people. And that's new for me on a console launch. I think the yeah. best that I may have had was, like, Switch. But even with Switch, like, I bought it in-store. I wasn't in our Discord. I wasn't surrounded by our friends and our listeners. Like, this was different. And uh, in that regard, for as stressful as it was, I wouldn't trade it for the world. I had an absolute blast. I was cloud was nine. I was, yeah, it was everything I could have wanted to be. And I owe everybody who's like listening and who's been so warm a very big thank you you guys have been like i jumped in on that discord and it was just like i've been there for 10 years like everybody's been really rad and it's you know i was feeling cynical about consoles and about video games because i mean we all go through those periods right and this community has um maybe reinvigorated a lot of excitement like i'm pumped for november i I was not a month ago so thank you to you donnie and to all these folks in this community you guys are rad you're just rad thank you so much i i said it i I don't think I've ever been this excited for a main like console, like a non Nintendo console, like a traditional beefy console launch. Like I'm so excited yeah. for Xbox Series X. Let's go. I'm so excited. Um I bought a TV. That's how excited I am. Like I'm so excited. And uh man, it was it was it was great. So again, that's gonna do it. Next week she'll be the host and uh Empire oh. keep rolling along. We'll just keep doing it. Just keep making making more and more waves, making more and more friends. So I uh, hope you're here for it. If you want some of the Xbox goodness, make sure you're following us over at the Xbox Empire on Twitter. But that's going to do it for us this week. We'll catch you next week. Good night, folks. Bye, everybody.